Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Pausecast. Pausecast. Thank you for having me. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnanski, and with me is Michael Shore. Michael, welcome. Thank you for having me, Joe. You are so welcome. And uh, this is our draft podcast. I like to think of our draft podcast as a bonus, a little bonus for our like a like a, uh, like a, a like free a, dessert in a, a restaurant. Dessert. Exactly, exactly. That's what that great feeling when the waiter comes over and says, "You know, you know what? We were a little slow on the uh, on the on the uh, you know getting you the food." We'd like to give you a free dessert. That's what this That's right. is. It's a free yeah. dessert. Except this is terrible. And the <laughs> dessert is wonderful. So so is it like a really a free dessert? Dessert is a dirt is dessert is something that makes you happy and yes. it just brings you pain and suffering. <laughs> so so I'm not sure the dessert analogy works one hundred percent. But yeah. but this is all we have. Yeah. This is all we can yeah. do, right? All right, so we're gonna draft um uh this this week we are drafting Best stuff to get at a drugstore. Things you can buy in a drugstore. Well, it's, yeah. is it so? Is it things you can buy in a drugstore or best things you can buy? In I a think drugstore? I I think they're the one and the same. It's the, the, the right. fa- favorite things to buy in a drugstore. Best things you can buy in a drugstore. Whatever, yes. however you want to think of it. Yes, it, and and if you're asking yourself if this is the first time you've ever listened to this podcast, first of all, go away now. Just yeah, like, like save like, yourself. Save yourself. I saw you, you the other day, by the way, we're, we're telling people to save themselves rather than becoming uh, your Twitter super follower. Okay, so bri- so let's, this is, <laughs> thank you for bringing this up. Brief aside. So I, I heard, I was listening to the, the mothership at the at Meadowlark Media, the Dan Lebetard show with yes. Stugatz. And uh, Mike Ryan, who is their uh, longtime executive producer and contributor and now does a bunch of stuff there, his own podcasts and a ton of stuff. Uh, wonderful guy. Excellent, excellent guy was talking about how Twitter has this new thing called super followers. Okay. And it's basically a way to allow people to monetize their uh, Twitter profile by having people subscribe to their um, like pay a monthly fee, like two ninety nine or four ninety nine a month or something. Yeah. And in, in return, you give those people special exclusive content that only the super followers will get. So it's basically like a mini substack within Twitter, I right. suppose. I mean, do you, um, do you know anything? Like, I mean, are, are you giving them Twitter length bonuses or is there, a, I don't even I know. Think no, I think you are. Like, okay. I, I suppose like, okay, so the way that you would imagine this works is uh, Adrian Wojnarowski has super followers and right. he tweets out, Hey, Rudy Gobert is going to the Timberwolves for four picks and right. and whatever. And then if you're a super follower, he might send the, his super followers something like, "Here's the inside scoop. Here, the the Utah GM was looking to do X, Y, and Z, gotcha. but really he couldn't put a deal together with Phoenix, and so he bought." You know what I mean? Like it's like a if you're if you are an insatiable 
devourer of the information that comes from a particular reporter, journalist, or I suppose movie star or rock star or right. whatever. And right. those those people can either themselves or hire their social media uh, people in charge of their accounts to like break out exclusive content or and then you say like you know i would like if you're selena gomez you say hey my new album is coming out if you want a if you want to hear it before anybody else if you want to hear my see my new Become video an, yes. an hour before everybody else does yes. be a super follower and we'll release the video on the super following site right you know whatever so you get it no i love so, that um, well, but i love the idea of like if somebody's like doing a tweet like you or i or somebody going to yourself and going is this funny enough to be a super follower only tweet or is this <laughs> or is this just sort of a regular tweet that goes out to everybody right so uh, so mike ryan was talking about setting up a super follower situation and and, and making some dough there from uh, twitter and um, i i had a i had a, a, a very specific uh, sequence of thoughts and, and and this is the way i would summarize them yes. thought number 1 twitter is garbage yes. thought number 2 Everything I tweet is stupid. Uh, thought number three, I can't believe that anybody willingly follows me on Twitter. Thought number four, I can't believe anyone would ever, in, even in theory, pay, pay money to me to follow me on Twitter. Thought number five, I have to put a stop to the very idea that anyone would follow me or anyone else on Twitter for money. Yes. that that Those are my thoughts. So what I tweeted was... If you uh, are interested in becoming a super follower of mine on, here on Twitter, uh, just sit down yes. uh, somewhere and take a deep breath and maybe have a glass of water. And p if you have a dog, just pet your dog yep. and just think, just t try to think for a second about like what led you to this point? <laughs> like what, what life choices did you make that led you to the point where you were imagining paying me? Uh, a, a wealthy comedy writer. Yes. Three dollars a month to hear things that I would that I would absolutely tweet for free and have been for <laughs> for the for fifteen years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And and I think that this is important. I think it's really important. And I understand that there are people who are not wealthy comedy writers who maybe have information or skills or visual. Uh, uh, things that they've created, art that they've made that that, that they would benefit from sure. from people subscribing to them, to, uh, being super followers on Twitter. I bear you no ill will at all. I hope that you do monetize your it is uh, anything that you make or or are aware of or your thoughts or opinions. If those things are valuable in an open and free marketplace in a capitalistic society, go crazy. Sure. I I just think that for most people, people like me. Uh, that this is a that this is even by Twitter standards, this is a terrible idea. <laughs> it really is amazing. But you did notice uh, that that uh, at least one person did want to keep wanted you to, to become a super I, follower I, even I, throughout. Uh, who? Oh, that was you. Yeah, it was me. It was, I, I, <laughs> I asked, you, and you just denied me. Just like said no. You said I said you said I still want to be a super follower, and I said your request has been denied. And then you said you were appealing it to the commissioner. I said that your request has been denied by the commissioner. <laughs> Like no one, no one. I will never. I can promise you this, America. Listen very carefully. Yes. I'm on record now. I will never <laughs> allow anyone to be a Twitter super follower. No, no. That, although I gotta say, that's what a lot of those live golf guys said. They said I will never join true. live golf. That is true. There was a I tweet. might I might live to eat my words. 
there was a tweet. Yeah, basically, when everything else is gone, the only thing left is Twitter followers. Like, literally, <laughs> there'll be no other form of entertainment in the world other than you have to follow, super uh, follow Twitter people. Oh, um, no. Did you see the, the tweet, by the way, uh, where they showed the Live Golf private jet? No. Oh, my gosh. There was I, I, I assume it was real. I don't know. I kind of just glanced at it. But it's like this, it's like something from out of, it's like, it's like Studio 54 in the air is what it looked like, essentially. Oh, no. Yeah, I know. Just, yeah. No, because, because as many of them have said, this is all about growing golf. It's all about, it's so, all about. So, uh, wait, is, so this is a private jet that all of the live golfers have, can make use of? What, I uh, how assume does... it is something that takes live golfers to the tournament, maybe. I mean, I, you know, I assume there's some form. I don't know. I mean, those it's... guys all fly privately oh, anyway. I, well, like, but, what... but why do they have to pay for it when live golf is going to pay them <sighs> to do it? And th- that live golf thing, we've, we've already talked about it. We're not going to talk about it again. But I don't know if you saw poor Graham McDowell's interview the other day where he basically is kind of out because he said some kind of negative things about it, even though he had signed to, to do it. And, and then basically they were like, yeah, maybe, you, maybe you'd maybe you be better off not being in this thing or whatever. No, he got booted from Live Golf. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, like, no. like, like, I don't even know if it's a full boot or if it's just like a sort of a suggestion, maybe he, this isn't for him. Which, look, I mean, here's my problem. I, I actually had always liked Graham McDowell, and I feel like he... He's at the end of his career, and he's like, look, I'd, I'd like to make a little more money before I go. This is a, an easy way to make money. I'm not agreeing with it. I get it. But here's the thing. If you sign the deal, you sign the deal, right? I mean, yeah, like, man. Like, like, at that point, you can't, like, sign the deal and also blast live golf. Like, that's, like, that's not an option. Yeah, you can, you don't you don't sign your soul over to the devil and then complain about how the devil's treating you. It's <laughs> exactly right. None of those none of the great devil stories has them like going to the press and telling people how terrible the devil is. You know, I mean, yeah, it's like, and they and they don't have the devil coming out and going like, you know what? Maybe we were a little unfair in this <laughs> agreement. I, you know, this is on us. We're gonna we're gonna tear up the we're contract. Gonna, we're gonna tear it up, redo it, rework this thing for you. All right, so. Back to our draft. We are drafting things that you can buy in a uh, drugstore. And uh, why don't you start? Why don't you start us off? All right. Um, this is tough. I, I don't think there's an there's a, there's no um, there's no LeBron in this draft. This no, isn't a uh, no. this isn't like an obvious number one. So I'm going to go with something that might uh, might seem a little bit uh, obscure, but my number one pick is holiday specific candy. Wow. So okay. the the drugstore, one of the great things about your local drugstore is that you can reliably count on your drugstore helping you mark time. And the way that it marks time is at Valentine's Day, it's got a whole row of Valentine's Day candy. <laughs> yes. And at Easter, it's got a whole row of Easter candy and Easter grass and all that sort of stuff. Yes. And uh, not really candy, but on July 4th, there's a whole bunch of sparklery American flags kind of and sparklery yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And on Halloween, we all know how great the Halloween aisle the, is. The so, first, I think they're first to the table on Halloween, don't you think? Yeah, always. Yeah. It's Halloween. And they are, they are, Halloween candy shows up the day that kids go back to school. Yes. Now. Like September yes. 3rd, the Halloween aisle is <laughs> up and ready running. Ready and rolling, yeah. And then, and it's, then there's like a Thanksgiving aisle and there's like, there was obviously a Christmas aisle. And so, I think that one of the one of the things that we are losing in a world 
where we order everything over the internet from Amazon or Walmart.com or whatever is that specific feeling of like going into the drugstore, you go into Rite Aid or CVS or Walgreens or whatever, and you see like, oh, the Easter candy is up. It's March, <laughs> it's March 4th and the Easter candy is up. And that's like a, a way, a very specific way that you, that at least I sort of mark the passing of time and the seasons and the and the course of the year and i i really love that the drugstore is like the main place where i think that happens i think that is such a great pick and i'll tell you why i think it's a great pick because you suggested this topic and my mind went around like well what everything you can get in a drugstore you can get in a supermarket now right like everybody's got their own pharmacies so what is it specifically about the drugstore that makes this great so that's like great so i I am going to go with a crazy pick with my first right. pick off the board. Uh, I am going to go with the uh, the basically um, the clearance table that they have at drugstores. <laughs> <laughs> They're so delightful. They're so delightful because you literally have no idea what's yep. going to be on there. Like like you'll you'll find like toward the end of the year, you're guaranteed to find like 2022 calendars like that's a mm-hmm. big thing that you could find there always you'll always. find there you'll find some weird candy you've never heard of before or one you haven't right. seen since you were like a little kid you'll find weird puzzle books like the, like, mm-hmm. like, like like that kind of thing dolls there will usually be a doll of some you'll find a, a weird a weird three pack of of off-brand frito flavors <laughs> right you like like right. jalapeno cheddar Fritos or Fritos, something exactly, <laughs> and, and and it's it's delightful because it's different every single time you go in there. You have no idea why they're putting those things on clearance. You have no idea how those things ended up in the drugstore to begin with. So, I am often pulled into drugstores because you know obviously picking up medication or whatever. So there's you know there's a waiting time, and then you go to the to the discount uh and and there's never a time i've been there where there hasn't at least been a thought in my mind i should take i should i should get that i should take yeah you'll also find like a dvd of the movie triple x starring vin diesel for like a dollar 99 it's always there it used to be in the old days you would find like an old cd of like uh like the eagles like journey's greatest hits journey's greatest hits yeah exactly <laughs> exactly or the eagles but an album you've never heard of like from the eagles right. you know and, yeah. and and you, and you have that thought of like what 399 <laughs> man how can i say no to this I like mean, I- this, is, this is crazy good so yeah, totally love the discount. The, the clearance table is basically a it's like a random person's garage sale. That's exactly right. It's just everything is really cheap and you don't need any of it, but it's so cheap that you're like, Well, I don't how can I yeah, how can I afford not to buy no, this, I was, this foreigner I in, album? I was in there uh I was in a drugstore not that long ago and went to the clearance tables I always do. They had a Sony Walkman at the, right. at the table, which is Great. and it was like two bucks or something and i'm like i should get this i should absolutely get this sony what would i do with it nothing like it would just be clutter for my house but i totally wanted the sony walkman so yeah the the uh, uh another thing you always find on those tables is or those sections is like blank cdrs oh you know, yeah like yes. like <laughs> <laughs> like this is 1993 oh, i want to i want to burn myself a new laser disc here 
I mean, look, Roger Goodell is going to come down on you a little hard for choosing the entire clearance know, table instead of an individual thing. But uh, but it's still it's a great it's a great subject heading. Yes. Like the, what's on the what's on the clearance table at your local Rite Aid is a great is a great headline. Uh, all right. I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go with one of the only things that you actually kind of have to go to the drugstore to get yep. still. Yep. Which is greeting cards. Yes. So once or twice or maybe three times a year, we all have the need and the desire to purchase a greeting card. Perhaps it's a Valentine's Day card for a loved one. Perhaps it's a birthday card for a child's birthday party. Perhaps it's a... Uh, condolences card, a graduation card for a, for a, a neighbor's friend who's graduating from high school, something like that. And you can kind of only get those at the drugstore. There are obviously stationary stores and other yes. places where you could get it. And there are grocery the, stores, supermarkets that have. Sure. Yes. But the one place you know you can get a greeting card <laughs> yes, is at the drugstore. And... There are you. I am always. Uh, I had a bit. So I had a friend named Adam Goodwin when I was uh, when I was in elementary school, and he was a very funny guy. We remained friends through high school. He actually lives out here in California. I see him from time to time. We had this bit that we used to do to each other, which is for any occasion, uh, birthday or anything else, we would buy each other a card that was the most obscure <laughs> card we could find, and. So we, instead of, you know, instead of like happy birthday, I would find a card in a section that was like, you know, um, uh, you know, like either like a, uh, you know, bar mitzvah card or a, like to my favorite grandmother <laughs> or whatever, like something that didn't apply to him at all. Yes. And he would do the same for me. And he won the game. This is probably the year 1988. He won the game because he got me a card that said for my favorite manicurist. <laughs> That was that, and I I still have it somewhere. I kept it because it was so perfect. So what's wonderful about the card aisle is that it's not just you know happy birthday, happy you know uh, to my favorite son. You can find some really weird oh, yeah. cards, some very very strange and specific cards. And I I always enjoy on the on the two or three occasions a year where I have to buy a greeting card. I love trolling the aisle and finding the weirdest and most specific greeting cards I can possibly find. Yeah, no, it's it's a great pick. And I think that that is the second category. There are many things that you're like, I probably could find this in a grocery store or a supermarket. I probably, but I definitely could find it there at the, yeah. at the drugstore. And so that's why I'm going to go. So that's why my second pick is not a lot of fun, but it is it is clearly to me the number one use of the of the drugstore other than sending prescriptions. And that is... If you don't feel well, that's where you go to get your medicine right there. That's that's, right. that's it. Like if the, like you can go to the supermarket and get mm-hmm. NyQuil, but you cannot go to the supermarket and get 48 different brands of NyQuil, right? Like right. like you maybe you can get extra strength, but you can't get super extra strength. Or maybe you can get uh like for cold and flu, but you can't get the cough suppressant. Like you can't get like chest congestion only yes, exactly. or whatever yeah. exactly so you like like you go to the drugstore to get the that's where you go to get the medication and that is what leads to so many other wonderful purchases but 
that's what brings you in for the most part, I think. Yes, medicine is still it's still the place to go to get medicine. Now again, Goodell's going to come down on you a little hard because I have some medicines on my list. Oh, okay. Specific so medicines. Well, I will not... go with Nyquil because I think okay. Nyquil is the very specific or Dayquil. I want both. I, I don't think I don't think I don't think Goodell would would look down on me for going for both the quills. But uh, yeah, no, that that is specifically, you know, and I I'd like you know you can decide whether that covers your mucinexes and other things that are of <laughs> of that sort of brand. But yeah, that's all I want. That's all okay, I want. Great. Uh, all right, I'm gonna go. I have some on my board that I think I'm gonna get away with in later rounds. So Uh-oh. I'm gonna go with a a pretty high profile item batteries yeah i'm getting batteries yeah if you go if there are there are uh very few reliable places to get batteries now yeah in quickly you can try a hardware store if you want to you can try the grocery store but if you have a bat especially if it's not like a double a or right it's not the clear one right if you if you have a a nine volt battery need if you have a one of those flat round uh, batteries that goes in the watch or uh, or uh, some digital devices. If you have any remotely obscure battery need, you gotta go to the drugstore, yes. and you and you will find that battery <laughs> at the drugstore. <laughs> it will be there. They will be. They might. They might have expired eight years ago oh, sure. because no one buys them. But they will be there. And there is there is nothing more satisfying than than having a need for a specific, slightly obscure kind of battery. Yes. Going to the drugstore and finding exactly what you're looking for. Those flat round batteries that come in a million different sizes. Right. You know, you have to look it up and it's like, this is an N3233. Yes. yes. And if you and if you get an N3236, it does not fit. It, it does fit. not work. Right. You're screwed. But if you go to the drugstore, they will have the N3233. <laughs> they will have a 12-pack of them. They'll have a 24-pack of yep. them. They'll have a 96-pack yep. of them. Like, you will find the goddamn battery that yes. you're looking for at the drugstore. Yes. No, a totally great pick. Great pick. And it's just also, by the way, it's like when batteries aren't your business, like like these like other places, like I needed batteries and I was in an office max. And it's like, oh, we have some batteries. Like, that's how it mostly is. Like, we got some batteries. They're not going to have the here. battery. Get out of here, Office Max. We don't need you, Office we Max. We don't need we you. Need- not for batteries. We, we do need them for printer cartridges, however. Like, that's yeah, the only do. thing. Like, if this was top picks to, from uh, from an Office Max, printer cartridges, ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. They've got 17,000 of them. And, yes. And again, this, if you're okay. one number off, not working. Brief side note. Yes. In the middle of our draft. Of the many problems that our world faces, um, one that is not oft discussed but is a huge problem that I think we need to get on top of. And yes. I, and uh, in other words, I would vote for a presidential candidate who offered as part of his or her platform to solve the following problem. Okay. Printers. Oh, my gosh. Are a disaster. Yeah, they're a disaster. In they're- so many. There are. Okay. Let's let's count quickly count the number of ways that printers are a disaster. Okay. Number one, yes. there's ten billion kinds of them. Exactly right. We don't need ten billion different kinds of printers. We need like four. Four. Maybe four. We need a, the kind of printer that like you and I need, which is we write Word documents and we need to print yes. them out. Sometimes. Exactly. That's it. You yeah. need you probably need one for graphic designers that full color and glossy paper, or whatever. Right. You need some that are heavy duty for law firms that are printing out thousands and thousands of documents. And you need, I don't know, some fourth kind of printer that I can't think of right now. Yes. But we don't need 
10 billion of them to the no. point where when you want to buy one, it's like, oh, I just want a printer that prints things prints on paper. words, yeah. <laughs> Which of these 75,000 versions of that do you need? That's the first way they're a disaster. The okay. second way yes. is there is... A kind, some, there is firmware update oh and gosh. printer driver and you have to install this and your thing and you can't find it on the you have to download this and register over here yeah and and when you go to print it doesn't work and you have to go go oh, with your wi-fi is accidentally <laughs> right. linked on to some kind of individual like new network that your printer somehow created in your <laughs> yes. house and you don't know why it is and it is in like it never works. Your printers never work. You, no. It is never the case that you're like, hey, I have to print something, and you hit print and it prints. And it's it prints. never happened once <laughs> in history for anyone. And this, and the th th third way is, the no matter how often you use your printer or what you're using it for, your printer is always out of ink. Always. And you can never, ever find the printer cartridge that you want. And when you do... It costs seven hundred dollars. Yes, to buy a twice as cartridge. much as you paid for the printer itself. At least <laughs> twice as much, and it's like you. It's like you. There, there. You have a black ink cartridge, and then you have color ink cartridges oh, yeah. that are cyan, magenta, and right. yellow, or yep, whatever. Yep. Yeah. And if you're cyan is out of ink that it won't print the black and white thing that you want like why i don't use the cyan printer cartridge what is happening how did how is this not standardized how is it not simple how is how is it the case that i still like can't just hit print and have something print I, it 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 is infuriating yeah i don't understand it no i literally this was going to be a one last meaningless thing for me at some point i bought a new printer Two weeks ago, here in my office, in my office now, uh, specifically for the reason, all of the reasons you're saying, we have a printer in the house, a color printer, it sucks. I hate color printers. I almost never need things in color, right. and there's always one of the ink cartridges is out. Always, that, always, that's 100% of the time. And it always, like, even if it prints, it gives you the warning, like every time you print, like, yeah. you are out of ink, you know. So it, it stinks. Uh, so I'm like, all I want is a very simple. Uh, black and white printer that I can put in that prints fast. That's all I need. And I go into the Office Max where they have the very limited battery supply. And and I said, I this is the printer I want. I had done my research. I saw which one. I saw the price. I saw it was like perfect. And they were like, oh. And they took me to it. And there were, first of all, there are no printers. Like I I don't know what they <laughs> where they keep them. You know, there are three boxes. Two of the boxes were the kind of printer I wanted, but the number was not the same. And that's mm -hmm. the other thing. They change the numbers constantly. Yeah. So it's like, oh, this is CP30471. And then this one is CP30474. And I'm like, no, I want CP30476. Like, right. like oh, well, we don't have that. Yeah, well, we don't what's have that the one. difference? They're the same. What's going on? I, I, have, I am staring in my office at a pile of eight printer cartridges <laughs> that I purchased because I bought we bought a new printer like a year ago yeah I bought and I was like I'm not going to fall for this trick I'm yeah. buying two extra black and white cartridges two extra cyan cartridges <laughs> two extra magenta cartridges and two extra yellow cartridges so that we don't run out of ink forever right right so I looked up the, the, By the way, what did that put you back? Like a, a car? It's like a thousand <laughs> yeah. it's like fifteen hundred dollars yeah. I mean it was so much money yeah 
So I looked up, I was looked up the name of the printer, the Epson whatever, NG4217685. Right. I wrote it down very carefully. I went to Amazon or some I think I went to Amazon and I typed in NG47265 printer cartridge and it came up and there were two different kinds. One of them was like Hewlett Packard's version and one of them was Epson's version, but they both had the same for use with oh Epson NG47265 right. printers, whatever. And one of them was like $20 less per cartridge. And I was like, all right, well, okay, I'm getting this one. They don't work. Of course They not. don't work. No, you pu- I put them in. They fit. They fit in. They go into the printer. But then it's like printer error, driver not connected, <sighs> ink cartridge misaligned, whatever it's, it says. It's, it's error, error, error. And so now, and I haven't returned them because I've triple, quadruple, quintuple checked. Yes, this should work. This is the right cartridge for the right printer. And yet somehow when I load them in, so I opened one of them that cost whatever, $150. Of course. I opened one of them, put it in, and it didn't work. And now I'm like, is this a fluke? Is this just this particular cartridge is is was badly manufactured? So I opened a second one to see if it was either. a fluke, and that one didn't work either. So now I'm already out like 300 bucks, and right. I've got six other ones sitting there that I know <laughs> won't work either. But now it's like, well, how do I get them? How do I return them? Like I bought them so long ago because I hadn't opened them until I was out of ink, which is six months later. It's a, it is a national, international, global emergency. Oh, it is. Well, and I do not understand how big printer gets away with this. I brought the computer, the printer home. I also bought an extra cartridge, which we spent 20 minutes looking for because it's sort of like, oh no, they, they come all the way to the numbers. Oh no, this works with the the blah, blah, blah threes, but then not with the blah, blah, blah twos. I mean, it's Ugh. awful. And there are literally like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of cartridges to go with. So I bring it home. And as you have already pointed out, one of the joys is setting up the printer in the first place. But here Ugh. was my, here was the moment. You can't set it up. It's not possible. No, impossible. It's, it's, it's literally impossible. But here was my favorite moment. Uh, of the setup was okay. So I'm like, I got to set this up to, you know, first of all, they're like, do you have a, this cable that you can like, who has, nobody has that cable. That cable nope. doesn't exist. They nope. don't give it to you or anything. And so then I'm like, all right, well, that doesn't work. And, and then I saw, I went to the site and I looked it up and they said, Oh, you can get a Wi-Fi connector, like download, you download this and it helps you set up the Wi-Fi. And I'm like, Great. Okay. I download the thing. Literally, I click on it. I'm like, they're like, uh, what what kind of printer is it? And I'm like, it's this print printer. Oh, no, we can't help you. I mean, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was we like, can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's like, no, no, you need to go and, and hit the, the, you know, the, the buttons on there like 63 times and hope that it comes to the right general settings. And then you got to go past this. And then it's, it's there, all, all I'm how, saying how is, is Big Printer getting away with this? I don't know. Big Printer is the got to have the best lobbyists in they Washington. They do. That Big Printer lobbying crew is like unbelievable. But I, I just don't understand. There is such an opportunity here for some company to say like, hi, this is a printer. Yeah. Plug it in. Yep. Turn on your computer. And it works. And it works. <laughs> it works. If you could do, you would sell... A trillion printers. You, you know you Apple's going to do this, right? Because Apple's going to charge a thousand dollars for the printer, and we'll all pay it because it'll I work. I would happily <laughs> buy it if it were like you turn on. If 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 you could just take a thing out of a box, plug it in the wall, uh, and then automatically on your Apple screen it just shows up and says, "Hi, would you like to connect this printer that you yeah. just bought?" And, and you like, click yes. yes, and then it worked. I would pay. 
any half, amount of I money. would pay a year's salary. <laughs> it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Anyway, getting back to batteries, which is what I think we were talking about. My third pick. Um, so I've got a very specific one. I don't know if other people do this, but uh, one of my favorite things to buy at the drugstore is if, and this is not as true now that they're older, but whenever one of my daughters was sick, uh, I would go obviously to get her some kind of medicine, some sort of NyQuil or whatever it was, or children's whatever. Then I would get them a gift. Like I would always bring back some little sweet little gift. And I got to say, the magazine row at at uh, at the drugstore, fantastic. Mm. There's always something. Now, mostly I'd say for little kids, but still, there's always something. There's some Star Wars, you know, project thing that's there or... There's some like celebrity and they're usually like five years old, you know, it's not like they're modern things or whatever, but there's always like some, or there's, or there's even like one of those word, like those things where you could take the yellow marker and, and take a quiz, like one of those quiz books or something. Sure. Wonderful for kids, um, uh, stuff. Wonderful for kids, especially sick kids. You bring it home. Hey, here's a. Here's a Spider-Man, uh, you know, uh, thing about, you know, and they perfect. So only in the drugstore, only in the drugstore. Yeah, dude, that's a good call. That is another another dying thing that drugstores still provide you. Yeah. Yeah. yeah great call. Um, I'm going to go with uh, with baseball cards. Oh, interesting. When I was a kid, there was a CVS in my hometown that was uh, about five blocks away in West Hartford, Connecticut, and I would walk down my street and go, and that was where I got my baseball cards. Sure. They had them in, in the box. They were individual packs in the box. There or was the on, Well, there the was the rack pack, which yes. was the three clear things. They yes. had those two, but really what it was was the packs that were in the box that was on the counter. Yes. And they were 43 cents a pack. Right. This is 1987. They were 43 cents a pack. I had a, a babysitting job that summer in the summer of 87, which paid me $5 a week. I would get paid on Fridays Yes, and I would take my $5 and, and I would go down packs. and buy 10 packs of cards. And it came out to like $5 and four cents. And so I'd have to bring four cents to pay for the 10 packs. Oh. But I just started associating drugstores with baseball cards. And weirdly the drugstore in my current hometown in Los Angeles also sells baseball cards. Like wow. they it's in, that's not how you buy baseball cards anymore. Like no. now you buy them from you baseball buy the cards. Full set or you buy the full box, set or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. sometimes when my son and I are in the drugstore getting something else like batteries or a magazine or a greeting card. Yes. I'll go like, Hey, go buy baseball cards. Go get a, go get some of those baseball cards because I want, I like, I'm living vicariously through him. And I yes. want, I want you to, I want everyone to be able to buy a pack of baseball cards at a drugstore. That's such joy. I got to be honest. I do not, think our drugstore has baseball cards i think really? that's a I think that's a rarity for baseball cards now like the only option for us is like i'm sure there are other options but target like target yeah. has that whole baseball card yep. section and all the other cards like you know not just sports cards but all those like magic cards or or pokemon magic the cards. gathering pokemon Oh, yeah. all those yeah, things like yeah. all of that yeah. stuff so which is fine but you go there you can't buy a pack at, no at, they're at, like they're we they're not like just packs of cards they're like weird like they're like 50 card or 100 card right, random right. assortments or or are, the full set like that's yeah. like like those are your options just totally not fun i don't like 
one of the things that that you and I've talked about this, like there was no agreement in in that I know of where people voted to say, yeah, let's not sell baseball cards by the pack anymore. Like, I don't think anybody ever thought like baseball card packs was a problem. It, it, it's it's kind of infuriating that they just took that away from us. Like that's yeah. like it's 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 like it's, it's a, a good thing. It's a it's big a real bummer. bummer. It's a bummer. I'm sure they can explain how it makes business sense, but uh, it's a bummer. It's a bummer. I want my 43 cent packs that are yeah. cheap cards. Or I don't need pack. them to be the rack this packs fancy. were the most exciting because you could see the, the top card. Packs. And you, you know see. there was, and you know there was that way if you kind of maneuvered the plastic, yeah. you could kind of see more than than one card. But you would like, no, I'm getting a Daryl Strawberry. Absolutely, in this, in this thing like that to where that's why it's oh, worth it. So much joy, so much joy. Where did that go? By the way, speaking of uh, baseball cards, did you see this story? It's not not that new, but it was like a few weeks ago or maybe months ago that. 1952 Mickey Mantles that there were like two million of them dumped in the ocean or something like that. What? It was some crazy thing back in 52, not now, but that there was some, there's some reason that it's so hard to get is like, there were like millions of them that were kind of destroyed for some reason. I didn't read the oh, full story, interesting. but yeah, it's, it's like, why, why would, I guess that in 52, they had no idea that was really the yeah. first year of baseball cards and Mantle was a rookie and whatever. But Man, like, why wasn't it 52, you know, they dump, you know, 5 million, like, whatever, like, that's just the, like, some cards, you know, that's I mean, the corporate equivalent of everybody's story from that era, which is I had shoeboxes full of them and <laughs> right, I threw them away or right. my mom threw them away or whatever. Yeah, right. I love it. All right. Time for your fifth. Is are, you, are we up to number five? Is this your fifth pick? This is well, your fifth pick. I, the, I that was my fourth pick was baseball cards. Oh, you okay, have, so your fourth pick. My right? fourth pick. Gotcha. All right. Um, I've got a bunch. Oh, I'll tell you what I'm going to choose. Um, I think that that CVS, uh, Rite Aid, whoever you know, whatever you go to, uh, is still and always will be the very best place to get travel size stuff. Ah, oh, that was my last pick. <laughs> I love the travel size. That was my phased. last pick. I thought I could get it. I thought <laughs> no. I could get it in the fifth round. No oh. way. I see it as a steal in the fourth round. Travel size stuff is just the best. It's like, it's, uh, you know, whatever it is, smaller versions of it are better, you know? So whether it's toothpaste, deodorant, uh, mouthwash, uh, whatever it is, travel size stuff is the best. hundred percent. And by the way, the, the the it's not just the sh- little bottles of shaving cream, little bottles of right. little things of toothpaste. Shampoo, it's yeah. also the the travel kit. Oh, thing, I like love the, empty, the travel kit. The empty plastic bottles that are like three ounce bottles that you yes. can put your face wash or your <laughs> whatever inside. Like, oh, I'm so angry I didn't get it. I yes. really blew this. I wanted yes. to get baseball cards and I I I would I left and, you, it on the and table. baseball cards you could have held on to because I do I don't I don't believe it's an option. Yeah, shoot. All right, um, th- I'm going to get real granular with my final pick um, and say that it's uh, a true joy to go to the drugstore and buy a new set of nail clippers. <laughs> nail clippers are a, a, a simple tool that if you don't have them and you need them, you lose your mind. Yes. You just lose your mind if you yes. can't find your fingernail clippers or your toenail clippers. And I, I have two kids. And I have lost conservatively sixty pairs of nail clippers this in year. the last ten years. Yes, <laughs> in in yeah. twenty twenty two. Yes, and uh, I am so 
happy when I go to the drugstore. What I do now, and I've done this multiple times, is I buy like five pairs of them. I just yes. buy five pairs of them. And I, and I put one in my drawer in my bathroom and I put the other four, like I hide them in my safe. Yes. Because... <laughs> But they, but it is again. This is what's great about drugstores. Still, is like you know they have those. You know there is, it. There is no place on earth that there is you can guarantee. Right. You can find nail clippers except your local drugstore. So that right. I, yeah. No, you could you could go into your supermarket and say, "Oh, I need our nail clippers," and they're like, "Nope, don't have them." I mean, yeah. there's, it's you're right. It's the only place that you can guarantee your nail clippers. I love that. All right, with my fifth pick, I'm again going to go back to childhood. This is again, uh, Commissioner Goodell might uh, might uh, bounce me on this one, but I'm going to go with it anyway because it's a fact. To me, one of the greatest things in a drugstore is having to go in at like nine o'clock the night before your kid has an assignment due. <laughs> and, and you trying to figure out how to make that work because it's all there somewhere. You can get your poster board, you can get mm-hmm. your markers, you can get your scissors, you can get yep. like Post-it it's all there. Notes, sharpies, <laughs> Sorry. a ruler, or, right? Or a, they're like, oh, I need a compass, or I need a you know whatever protractor. Like, protractor. Yep. You know it's going to be there. You uh, that is such a reliable thing that you can count on with uh, with uh, with the drugstore. So. Uh, love it. I mean, I guess that that the answer is that there are certain things that the drugstore is the only place that you can guarantee that you can go. But if you're in a panicked state and you need all the pieces necessary to make a like working volcano or some sort of uh, mm-hmm. like diorama or something like that, it's there. That go to your drugstore. It's the only place you can go. Look, I don't do this very often. I'm conceding this draft. You won the draft. <laughs> wow. You won you won the draft with wow. travels with your fourth and fifth picks. Your travel size <laughs> stuff and your and your kid has an assignment due that they put off until the last second that you have to help them with. The nine the nine PM, you're the only person you're in the drugstore. Drug exactly you're getting right. and you're getting you're getting paper and colored pencils and a <laughs> <laughs> a ruler and a protractor. I've always thought that that like the that when you walk in at that hour, the person behind the counter is like, "Kids, kids yep. got a project. Kids do got tomorrow. a project like, too. <laughs> kid, kid forgot to make his poster." <laughs> so great. Drugstore yeah, you won. Is so great. You won. I'm conceding. Wow. I, 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 uh, this is this is this is a first for you. Yeah, to I don't think I've ever conceded. Usually, I'm I'm declaring victory, but I yes. think in this case, you're fourth and you you got. This is like getting Gronk in the second round or yeah. something. You yeah. know, it's like yeah. the or it's it's you know getting Mookie in the sixth round or whatever. Like the, you by the really... way, by the way, you I think you you sent you did you send the the crazy video of Gronk highlights? Uh, yes, you, on yeah, Twitter. Was, yeah. So you sent that out whatever last week, couple weeks ago. It's it's just a series of Gronk basically like treating football players like they're little kids. Essentially, it's just yeah. It's one of the most if you if you look at it right, it's one of the most ridiculous things that is ever existed. There's going to be we don't we can save this for another time. There's going to be endless debates about who was the best tight end of this era because right. you have Tony Gonzalez, who sure. as you've written about, has every record in the book and right. had the worst quarterbacks in the league throwing <laughs> to him. Right. There's there's you know there's guys uh, there there's Kelsey now who is like sure. br- going to break all of those break records, all of the records and, yeah. and and has a lot of Gronk like qualities in terms of how uh, difficult he is to cover. 
Gronk is Gronk is the winner. He's, I think. he's on another I, level. I, I think, I, and and his it is a, it is a true case of like the statistics won't tell the actual right. story. What will right. tell the story is those videos yes. where you realize that half of those that that clip assemblage that went around when he retired for the second time is like I don't know two and a half three minutes. Yeah, and mostly what it is is Brady dropping back. And throwing like an eleven-yard pass right. that turns into a sixty-five-yard touchdown because <laughs> Gronk just knocks eight guys over with his left arm. Yeah, and it and it it really is like I, I, it's not like he wasn't appreciated while he was playing, but now when you look back, you realize like what a what a uh, uh, an enormous. There's never been a tight end who was a bigger part of a dynasty, no. a more important part of a dynasty than that guy. There have been. Tight ends who have had better individual seasons, maybe potentially sure. statistically better careers, but you just realize so completely what a what a monster he was, lining up at a tight end position and doing that to the best linebackers and safeties and cornerbacks in football. It's it there will never be a guy like him again. No, no. I it reminded me like I love watching old NFL highlights as ridiculous as they often can be. So you watch old Jim Brown highlights, and Jim Brown will break 30 tackles. Yeah. I mean, literally 30, because he'll break the same guy's tackle four different times right. as they chase him down or whatever. And you're like, this is utterly incredible. But you also know these guys are like 175 pounds. Yeah. You know, yeah, they were guy, in my size. Yeah, I was going to say. They're basically, you know, just... And a lot of them, I, you know, they're uh, over at Super 70 Sports, he always puts out these great photos where you like get close-ups of certain people, and you're like... And he'll be like, oh, you know, Bob's playing linebacker between his regular job as a dentist or whatever. Because right. they look ridiculous. They, yeah. they look they're like they're 40 years old. They look like, you know. And Gronk is doing literally the exact same thing except for two things. One, he's facing monsters. Mm -hmm. And two... He's faster than the monsters, so that's they don't what, they that's don't chase wild. him down. Yeah, what's wild is is the is the highlights in that reel where he breaks into the open field and puts distance between yeah, himself and a defensive back. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just no, a, a, a true beast. Yeah, physically, I just don't know that anybody matches up to him. I mean, it's just incredible. All right, time for one last meaningless thing to end this meaningless thing. It's one last meaningless thing. Sports and we draft things we know, like how beaches are terrible places to go. No hot fruit for Michael, no Diet Coke for Joe. The podcast woe. It's one last woe. And I'll go. So I have not yet seen. Um, the uh, the new Top Gun. Mm. Yeah, dying to see it. Just haven't had the opportunity to see it. My daughter has seen it. Um, and and I don't. And I'm really, really, really looking forward to it. I know you saw it. You really loved it. Mm -hmm. Everybody's loved it. I've not heard a single person who didn't like it. It's probably got a hundred percent on on uh, on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Whatever. Love it. But I have to admit, being a little bit nervous about it. Not because I look, I like, I like the first one. I you know get all this thing, but I'm told that there's an introduction before the movie, 
Where like Tom Cruise like welcomes you to the movie. Is he that personally right? he personally welcomes you into the movie theater. I, yes. I I don't think I'm up for that. I just I just feel like that's 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 what is what is that again? Like how does that even I, work? I, you know he so during the pandemic after the first wave in the summer of I guess in the summer of 2020 when things were settling down a little bit. There was this kind of attempt, I think it was, I think I have the dates right, but regardless, there was this attempt to kind of maybe get people back into theaters and and the Christopher Nolan movie um, Tenet yeah. was released in like select theaters you right, know, in, in, in yeah, yeah. England and stuff. And Tom Cruise made a, like a 20 minute long video where he was like, I'm going to the movies. Let's go to the movies again. Okay. Like, it's okay. I'm going to wear a mask. It's going to be safe. And we're going to go to the theaters. And he walked through this, uh, you know, he was outside pointing <laughs> at the poster, like all excited. And then he had a video on him inside the theater and he was like clapping and whooping. It's very funny now having seen Tenet to know that there's no way Tom Cruise <laughs> understood what was happening no, in Tenet. No, no there's no, by the way, no, no, no clapping and whooping in Tenet, by the and, way. And, and, and it's not, I'm not saying he's not an intelligent person. I'm saying no one understood. What I never understood. I don't understand. I still don't understand it. I, I mean, I wasn't even close. I, I, I watched Tenet. This is, here's my one last meaningless thing. Ready? I watched Tenet on a plane like six months ago and was laughing out loud about how little I understood what the hell was going on. That's the end of my one last meaningless thing. But anyway, I, the point is he he has he has sort of uh, worked hard to establish himself as like America's official ambassador to the to concept the of going to movies. So okay. I think in this case, it, it is jarring because it's just Tom Cruise in a chair basically saying like, hi, I'm Tom Cruise. Welcome back to the movies. Thank you for coming to the movies. And in, in when it immediately when it happened, I immediately thought like this is this is kind of cringy. Yes. Like oh god. And then by the end of it, I was like, you know what? Thank you, Tom Cruise. Wow. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Like, would you like, like to I, see that at more movies? No, no. I don't <laughs> you need you it. Never from want any, to see it again. I never want to see it again. But like, I was like, you know what? This guy has dedicated his entire life to making spectacle. Like that's yeah. really what he is more than yeah. anything. Is he is a he is America's and the world's leading carnival barker yeah. in in a in a very specific way for a very specific art form that is his life and his uh, in his passion is movies matter movies are transformative experiences they deserve to be seen in theaters they they you you want to get a dark theater and a big thing of popcorn and a giant screen and perfect Dolby sound yes and he has. He has just said, like, I don't care what you think of this. I am. I think it's important that movie theaters continue to exist. They're under siege, both because of the changes in technology and people's home theaters and the pandemic and everything else. And I'm going to take a couple minutes of my time to just personally <laughs> thank you for for participating in a uniquely modern sort of uh, art form slash interaction. And I was kind of into it. I got to say, All at the right. end of it, I was like, you know what? I uh, Anyone who loves anything as much as Tom Cruise loves movies, yeah, uh, it's kind of cute. As Amy Poehler used to say, there's nothing cuter than passion. Yeah. And and she's totally right. Like, passion is really, really, like, uh, winning. It's like a yes. very winning quality in people. And I think part of the reason that he is such a movie star and such a global figure is because his passion for his art is... And his profession is is uh, real and yeah. thorough and recognizable, and he is a hundred percent behind it. And I think that's great. I love that. You know, I actually had an argument with somebody a couple of weeks ago um, about the whole Kevin Costner thing at the Field of Dream game. Yeah, 
And I, she was the person I was talking to is an actress, and she was saying, "Oh my God, just watching that guy eat the scenery was like you know the worst." And I was like, "I totally loved it. I I could not have loved it more." You might remember we have talked about this on the podcast. It's the beginning. It's both the the game is about to begin, and Kevin Costner comes out of the the uh, corn, and he looks around for like five minutes. A very long time. Yes. Yeah, a very long time. And he's looking around like, where am I? How did I end up back here? And what is happening? And I loved it. Yeah. That was well, he's, he was, people didn't remember this, uh, I think, fully because there was a lot of confusion, but he was, he was sort of recreating what Shoeless Joe does yes, in yeah, the movie. Yeah, Shoeless yeah. Joe has that same look, and so he was doing that. Yes. It's confusing because he didn't play. He Shoeless didn't do that. Joe. In the, no, no, that's right. That's but right. regardless, yes, I I think these the like. But I, I love li- that passion. I like passion, and I like I like people who are dedicated, uh, unabashedly dedicated to to the passion of the of whatever the thing is that they love i think that's a again i think it's a winning quality in people totally not that they're not like whatever who cares no big deal like right it's like you see that sometimes actually in in, with actors are sort of giving up in the middle because they're like this isn't working you know and it's like come on man gotta go you gotta stay in character and go and and the more that you are you are not hedging your bets. The more yes. you're deeply invested in this thing, the more we will follow you wherever yes. you're going. Like, yes. and that's why I think that's a big part of why Tom Cruise is who he is, is because of that passion. he does not hedge his bets no. or, no. or, or wink at the audience or shrug his shoulders or act like it, this isn't a big deal. He no. acts like it is a really big There's, deal. There is no irony in the Tom yeah. Cruise performances no. ever. Ever you've never he's seen he's all in, man. That guy is all in. Every <laughs> it, single, every single movie he pushes every one of his chips into the middle of the table. I love that. I, I actually really love that. All right. Do you think the actors in Tenet knew what the heck was going on? No, I do not. I I truly believe they did not. You know, there's a, that famous story in uh, in the Big Sleep of Bogart pulling on his ear. Remember this? Yes. Um. So in in the uh, uh, who is it? Is it Philip Marlowe? I was I was getting Marlo, the detective yeah, wrong. Big Sleep, but yeah. in in the movie. Wait, is it Maltese Falcon or The Big Sleep? Now I can't remember. In one of those famous movies, Bogart, uh, as, as he's as he is un, trying to untangle the mystery, he he pulls on his ear when he's like in a room looking for clues. He pulls on his ear, huh. and the the famous story is that I believe William Faulkner wrote the screenplay, and it was so confusing and so. I think uh, it is, this is the big sleep. Yeah, so it's so twisted it's and Raymond confusing. Raymond Chandler, by the way. Ra- the yes, world, right. Yeah, yeah. So it's so the the plot was so confusing that while they were making the movie, they would call Faulkner over and say like, "So wait a second, he's he's here in this place and he's looking for this woman, but who, how did he know that this was the woman <laughs> that he had to come talk? Like, well, how does he know?" And apparently, Faulkner, who was you know legendarily an alcoholic and a and a, a kind of a troubled guy. Yes. When Faulkner was trying to untangle his own screenplay, he would pull on his ear. That was oh, his wow. nervous habit of trying of like, oh boy, like I don't really remember why I wrote this. <laughs> and so as an inside joke, uh, Bogart started pulling on his ear, oh, like twisting his so earlobe as a, as a like little inside joke of like, yeah, we don't know what's going on either. And even that's the guy who wrote this doesn't know what's going that's on. That's so great. I love that so much. Yeah, yeah no, those I, when I saw Tenet, uh, 
I mean, look, I just like the weight, the, the bullet shoot backward. Like I like none, none of it made sense to me, but I really did get that feeling. Not that any of the actors were bad. They were all great in it and they all went all in. They told it wasn't like yeah. they were winking, but it seemed pretty clear to me. They had no idea what was going well, on. Again, you have to appreciate the swing that he's yeah. taking. Like that oh, guy, yeah. Christopher Nolan takes enormous swings, like hundred and $200 million oh gosh, swings yeah, at these crazy yeah. art movies. But there are moments in that movie where people say things and I am a hundred percent sure that they don't know why they're saying them or <laughs> right, what they mean. Right. There are long sequences where people are on boats that are sailing backwards and it's entirely unclear how that's happening or what, <laughs> or what's going on in my world. Can I see you moving back? Like what in the world is happening? There's also a really funny thing in Tenet where one of the main characters is in thrall to uh, Kenneth Branagh's character right. because, because she's an art appraiser her job is an art appraiser right and she appraised a piece of art for seven million dollars yes that he then bought for seven million dollars and that it yes. turned out to be a forgery right and so now she's like she's like i can't he'll ruin my career if i go against him or whatever and i'm like okay i mean i don't really like the, <laughs> the, the stakes of the movie are the world is going to end right and so and she's like no i can't I can't betray him because he has me under his thumb because of this seven million dollar thing. Meanwhile, which, he's like he owns like fifty yachts and like a, he's like a billionaire. Right. Like seven million, I I think it's seven million dollars. That's not gonna who cares, well, man. And and it also was never clear why she appraised it as real. Like it was like was she conning him? No, or it doesn't she, matter. Like, like, it doesn't. doesn't even... <laughs> and and there's the most amazing moment in Tenet is by far is there's she she's. Her thing is that she's trying to protect her son. She has a son yes. and she doesn't want her son to come to any danger. Right. And at one point, the main character of the film tells her that the reason that he is doing what he is doing is because there is a, a threat to the like the entire planet. That that like the that this is a, I think it's aliens. I don't even remember, but I think it's aliens. <laughs> right. Or the future, something in the future, people it's in the, the future, future are yeah, gonna be right. Future, yeah. And so he basically there's a key moment in which he says to her if we don't do this, every single person on earth will die. And she gets a far away look in her eyes and says, including my son. And (laughs) it's like, yeah, yes, that's accurate. But, but like, do you understand that? Like the, the, whatever you feel about your son pales in comparison to the thought of total global extinction. extinction. (laughs) That's so dull. I mean, look, Christopher Nolan has made some of the best movies of the last year and, and taken huge, Swings. I mean, Memento. My gosh, it was like it's, he's it's, made it's, like five all-time classics. All-time that guy. classics. Like, yeah, yeah, just an incredible filmmaker. Yeah. That movie was. He just went uh, off the a, deep end. An incomprehensible mess. <laughs> he just went. He just went off the deep end. Did you see Loper? By the way, have you seen Loper? Loper or Looper? Looper. Whatever. Looper. Looper is <laughs> the one where like they're sending from the future, right? Yeah. Although it, I now I want to see a movie called Loper. Loper. Well, I'm a writing a movie. I'm writing a movie called Loper. <laughs> Which is going to be great. No, you've seen Looper, though, Looper's right? Looper is amazing. Yeah, Looper's great. I, I, it was. I thought it was really good. Again, I'm like, why do I need to go to these movies that just completely twist my brain inside out? Oh, it's so fun. When, when that's why Nolan is great. Yeah. He didn't make Looper. Uh, I believe no, it was he didn't Ryan make Johnson, Looper. but it was. But, but it was sort of inspired. But those, when the when look when Memento or Inception or one yes. of those movies connects. Yeah, that's true. I, I find it endlessly like it's like a miracle to me yeah. when that when yeah. your brain could get scrambled that way. Yeah, in in a way that you can 
you, I, what I love more than anything, and this is really what Inception was all about to me. I don't know why we're now talking an hour into this draft podcast. We're talking about <laughs> old Christopher Nolan movies. But Inse- the feeling in Inception was I was like, the, I spent the entire movie right on the knife's edge of, in, of, of comprehension. Yeah, where I was yeah. like, I'm, I, I'm, I think I've got it. I think I've got it. I think I've got it. I think I know what's going on. Like, and that, when it holds together and it has, yes. like a, and it has in structural integrity... That to me is thrilling. That's like yeah, no, I agree a, with that. That's a two hundred and fifty million dollar art film that guy made. Yeah, and, and and just the the execution, the acumen to put it together is 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 off the Pure charts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when those movies work, I think they're I think they're among the most exciting and transformative movie experiences you can have. When yes. they don't work, they're tenet and they make me <laughs> laugh out loud on a plane. Because I because it's so absurd and yeah I think and, that's I think that's right I I think that's right all right we're gonna leave it alone but next time I think we're going to draft the five favorite movies that we scrambled our brains there you Ooh, go oh I like that's, that yeah right all right so we're gonna we're gonna tell you in advance that's gonna be our next draft <laughs> all right Mike or it won't be that might that might or that we'll might, forget that we had or this we'll conversation forget, and, or yeah. we'll decide not to for sort of a twist. Yeah, like a little, a little twist. We'll scramble your brain. We'll scramble actually... your brain. <laughs> expecting this draft. All right, Mike. As always, thank you. Thanks for having me. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.